Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's up, everyone? Thank you so much for joining us. This is your AEW Rampage and SmackDown post-show for the last day of September. It's September 30th. This is brought to you by NordVPN, the best VPN like in all the land. I think that's fair to say. And speaking of the best in all the land, darn it, I'm joined by Alex Cardoza. Alex, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on today. It's been a while. And yes, it is the end of September and the beginning of spooky season. It is the beginning of spooky season. And as a white girl, I'm, it's pumpkin spice season too. I'm very happy about that. I've been as... white girling since like the middle of September. So we're good. And honest to God, as soon as it was below 80 degrees, it was like, what? It's so cold. <laughs> um, but please get in your super chats and your humper chats. Leaving a thumbs up on this video if you would be so kind. We appreciate it. It really does help people find us in the algorithms. I don't know. I don't have a particular inkling of which way to start. So I'll leave it up to the chat to decide if you want to. Um, while Alex and I kind of take a minute here at the beginning of the show to remind you to also subscribe to Fightful Select where you can get your Raw plans, your SmackDown plans. Sean always has more and more information coming out. Um, he's got fun stuff too. Like I really appreciate like the producer information of who produced what matches. I'm a nerd. I find all that kind of stuff interesting. Um, Joel saying to start with Impact. I think I think you did a whole show about that yesterday, but it's kind of split in the chat, but leaning Rampage, I think. So maybe we will start with that. But we will take a minute at the top of the show to. Also, of course, acknowledge the the multiple hurricanes that have been hitting Puerto Rico and Florida. Um, I know it affected things for both AEW and for SmackDown this week and is affecting far more, far more than pro wrestling, obviously, in this world. So we did want to take a moment to talk about that. We also wanted to acknowledge the the passing of Antonio Noki, who... Um, it's just had a huge imprint on the pro wrestling world. He was the founder of new Japan till he sold it in 2005. First WWF uh, Asian champion, though not recognized by them as they mentioned on SmackDown, which I was very happy they did first IWGP heavyweight champion. Um, a, a tough loss for the wrestling world. He was 79, but uh, also a politician, like a lot of very interesting and impactful life. So, we um, acknowledge his passing and appreciate his contributions to the wrestling industry, of course. And we appreciate you guys joining us tonight. But because you want to start with Rampage, we will go ahead and dive into that. 
Um, especially because we all know if you've been watching us and you've been watching Alex over here, you know that he is an acclaimed stand. He wants to, he's scissoring all over the place. I know it's so hard. It's hard to, it's hard to get the scissor thing right when it's um, hard to scissor your mama is, Kate it's really on hard here. To scissor. <laughs> um, but we started off with the, the triple threat here. This was a really fun way to open the show. It was really nice to see private party back in action and something that's consequential, They've kind of gotten derailed a little bit, I think, with the storylines they were in and by a couple of injuries over there. Ultimately, this match ends with Bowens connecting with the arrival and Caster hitting the mic drop for the win. Bowens is so great, man. I know I say it like every time he's on screen, but they work very well together. Um, his Bowens in-ring ability is just something that's really special. He has incredibly creative offense. Um, in-ring, just like a, a fantastic presence to have in there. and in a six man like this or a, a tag triple threat with six guys around, it is very helpful to have somebody um, who has such good ring awareness as him. But I thought this was a fun of ton to open a, a, a fun of ton, a ton of fun to open up the show. Too today. much pumpkin spice for her Too tonight. Much ladies pumpkin and gents. Spice, I know I wish, you know what? I wish I were someone with someone that drinks a lot because I, stumble over my words enough at least I would have a freaking excuse but <laughs> Alex what were your thoughts on this opener I thought it was a blast it was a banger of a match if I can steal that from Seamus banger after banger, banger, after after banger. banger. yeah yeah um <laughs> I love how far everyone has come along in this match right starting with the acclaimed how you know where they've been coming from obviously since day one and private party man like They've, they've to me have proven that they need to like be on top of the world right now as well. Like those, all those tag teams, the Butcher and the Blade. I don't know why. I feel like I feel so bad for the Butcher and the Blade all the time because I feel like they're badasses, man. I want to see them like <laughs> run through people, maybe come to the ring in motorcycles and, and just like run over wrestlers. I don't know. I, that's just the way I feel about them. But yeah. Yeah, they're fun. They kind of get lost in the picture. I feel they like really the, the office families, the family office situations have not been the most successful in getting uh, things over here. But Butcher looked great in this. I thought this this match was a ton of fun. I thought you would agree, but what does he do? The... He does that. The, the Butcher does the whole. Oh, like, I was throat, like, are you uh, scissoring oh his throat? And then I uh... was. Just gonna say, like scissoring himself there for a moment, oh. but we got Carl Carl R chiming in saying the Friday night team is back together. Yes, we are. I appreciate you guys. I had had a couple of schedule conflicts. Um, she's too busy for me, and I, I just was, kind of fade away into black. It might have been my cousin's wedding, but uh, <laughs> we appreciate you acknowledging that. Acknowledge us that the Friday night team is back in action. We appreciate you so much. So, yeah, I thought that opener was a ton of fun. Um, and we kind of move along to this segment with Lexi Nair and the Ass Boys and Stokely Hathaway kind of like on the high school bleachers, which was kind <laughs> of a weird setup. But, hey, I'll take it. Um, this was kind of fun because I feel like Stokely, as Stokely Hathaway and Malcolm Bivens has 
he'll play around with people's names a lot. He would call Gunther Gunner and stuff. Like he he has a blast with that stuff. And you kind of saw the the ass boys. They'll always be the ass boys to me. Um, adopting that, talking about all of FTR's titles, and mentioning that they don't have the one title that they really want though, which is those AEW tag titles, despite being number one contenders for quote unquote like eight years, which I really appreciate. And they um, went in on FTR, man. I love the fact that they ju- they threw that line in there where he was like, we'll just do what every other tag team does and jump over the FTR and do, you yeah. know, like get into the matches ourselves. So like, wow, okay. So he, yeah, basically says they're going to leapfrog him for a title shot, which I thought was fun. Um, Stokely also mentioning that FTR is in London defending championships as we speak, basically. So um, I I thought this was a harmless little segment. It also sets up nicely what might be coming down the pike for the acclaimed. I'll take it. So, yeah. Um, Not a ton more to talk about there. And not a ton to talk about with this Lee Moriarty and Fuego Del Sol match. But always nice to see the Fuego gets murdered spot back on the page. There was a while there where it was like weeks in a row of just him getting taking one move and it being done that return tonight with lee moriarty uh winning with the the border city stretch to end this one it was not much of a match it was an absolute squash but nice to see lee moriarty on tv this was his first match under stokely's management which i think is great um i think that's gonna do wonders for lee moriarty it's nice to see this the firm like stokely's whole group here kind of shining light on some people that either could use a mouthpiece or just weren't getting over for whatever reason. Like Ethan Page has been someone I've been shouting needs to be on some sort of track for a while. We'll get to him. And I think creative is getting to him too. Um, But always, I I love seeing Lee. This wasn't much of a match though. How are you feeling overall about Lee Moriarty though? He's just one of the best talents in the industry. And I think being under Stokely is going to do wonders for him. Yeah. I think that he needs to, um, you know, pretty much get more, I don't want to say uh, comfortable on TV because he's really good on television. But I feel like uh, with a mouthpiece, all he has to do is concentrate on showing his talents. Sure. And he's definitely showing that. And we need more homegrown AEW talent like that. Like, the, you know, the people that have not really been on television or that have been featured as much before. Like, we heard of Lee coming in and out of the ring. But now we're really going to see him in, in the forefront. So I hope that, you know, whatever not everyone needs a title but it'll be nice to see them in some important storylines where maybe a title is around it and and he gets that chance yeah i think an roh like lee moriarty roh pure division makes so much sense to me ryan sullivan my mark order wednesday night uh co-host who mysteriously was missing this week even though AEW was in philly uh saying that stokely seemed mad that the boys were getting the belt names wrong he really appreciated that Yes, I also liked that because Stokely wants money. He wants money all the time, and FTR, hypothetically, should have a lot of it considering how many titles they have. They are constantly running to the pay window, so it was nice to have Stokely kind of course-correcting them as they were throwing out this disrespect of like, eh, these guys are are making more money than you. If I could have him under my wing, I probably would kind of thing I think was really fun. But I agree with you about Lee Moriarty to see Wheeler getting this monster push and to see Garcia getting this monster push, this like next crop of, I think we we've gotten away from the pillar talk, which I think is good. I think we're just have now like 
this blanketed next generation of talent that's coming up. Lee Moriarty should absolutely be in that conversation. So I agree with you. Hopefully ROH is getting TV at some point soon. I would love to see Lee in the mix there, but this was fun. Typical squash. So uh, we will move right along then. We are kind of flying through some of this stuff. Because <laughs> when things are good, you just don't have to sit here and analyze and wonder why things are happening. You kind of just get them, add your 23 cents to it, and you continue going, right? True. And with only one real move happening in this match, uh, also kind of helps quicken the pace for us, I think. But we move along to a segment that I'm very excited about which was Andrade versus Lance. That's going to be versus Lance versus Vance. I would also like to see Andrade versus Lance Archer. I know. Andrade versus Vance. You know why? Because he's 10. He's not Vance. He's 10. Um, On Dynamite, Mask versus Career, which I think is super fun. Um, You know, with all of the chat of people being disgruntled backstage, I think that's a a good thing to lean into kind of playfully and also Vance having his mask. Isn't, I don't think like as sincere as maybe like Lucha world. I'm, I don't think. Um, so it, it probably wouldn't harm him to, to demask in any way, but I also liked, I like when Stokely is on episodes that he's kind of like a through line throughout a lot of different stories because he's kind of running rough shot. Right. So I also liked him saying like, Look, I don't snitch. But if I did snitch, if I were snitching, I would be mentioning that Matt Hardy is doing a little bit of contract tampering, which I thought was cute. That was like a a fun wink and a nod uh, with Private Party and that Andrade better go out there and take care of business. So I just thought that was fun. Stokely, we talk about it week after week, is just like one of the best about like being serious and keeping people on track, but then goes out and does something of like, I'm not a snitch, but if I was a snitch, this is what I would be saying a little bit, which I thought was cute. And I'm just sincerely excited to see Andrade in action finally. And I think versus 10, like that, that should be a really, really fun match. What do you think of that match? And what did you think of this segment? Yeah, I think it's needed. Man, I, I was just talking the other day about how Andrade and Miro and all these guys that have just kind of fallen to the back end of the roster. Like, I'd like to see a little bit more of them on TV. Um, this storyline where he's, like, trying to, like, poach people and whatnot, I don't want to see him doing that, man. I want to just see him go out there and destroy people. He's so good in all those ladder matches they put him in, you know? Uh, but I don't want to also just see him in a spot fest. I want to see him wrestle. You know, I want to see him out there. So I don't know. He he has thrown his frustrations out there. Whether it's a work or not, we don't know because that's where the lines get blurred and that's where wrestling's really good at. Especially yeah. right now, we don't know what the hell's happening because everyone is like talking. So um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I hope that he starts hitting the ring soon. I hope so too. And I think... I feel like I'm in the minority on this, but I actually really liked the booking of House of Black and Miro before Darby and Sting got involved. Like, I thought that was an awesome angle, and I thought it was getting a lot of TV time. So, or at least it felt that way. I didn't actually look up how much that's been going on, but um, I actually really liked the direction that was heading in. Unfortunately, I don't think the talent involved did, but because Ryan donated money, I'll give him credit for his idea. But he had a really good thought that Miro the redeemer versus the devil of MJF might be a really, really fun, like opening feud for MJF. And 
boy, howdy, do I agree with that. And what a fun story that that could set up. So, and I think a lot of people feel the same way of like, Miro should be in that picture. When it comes to Andrade, I feel like he's so good and he's so effortlessly cool that I, it's just been bewildering that he hasn't been on a track because he's been there for, for a while. Um, I think Roosh being in the picture now and fully signed, which you can read about on Fightful, I think just straight up Fightful. I don't even think that's paywalled. You can go read all about it for free. Um, I think now that he's fully there and with ROH getting its footing, like you might see him steered more with more direction, but like, he was one of those guys when he came in that I was like, oh, this is going to rule. Like he's going to be taking over. So I agree with you. Let's get Andrade in the ring. I felt kind of like there's a hurricane this week and you're still not putting Andrade in the ring on my television. So I was very glad to see this get brought up. It seems like we're at least rolling something out with him, but we move along to the ladies match, which this made me so happy. We got, Jamie Hayter defeating Willow Nightingale in what I thought was a great match. And Jamie looked great, but Willow really shined in this, I felt like. But I also have bias. I just freaking love Willow. I have for a really long time. She got a huge pop when she came out. That power slam followed up by the running back sent on, I thought was so great. Um, there was a fantastic fisherman suplex in this from her as well. But ultimately... Willow heads to the top as Britt Baker grabs her boot. Um, the referee is kind of checking on something, and Hater grabs Willow to apply the German suplex, which also looked great. Follows it up with a lariat to end this one. I really, really liked this. Um, and it got six minutes and 30 seconds. I feel like not everybody is for the stopwatch thing, which I get because not all stories need a ton of time on television. Like Jade Cargill doesn't usually need six to seven minutes. She's just not going to. But seeing what we saw from Paige, which was a segment that I know was a little bit clunky, but I think is indicative of good things to come for the women's division, um, followed up by like a six and a half minute match that was a really solid match with two competitors that people want to see on TV. I think it's just a really healthy sign. It makes me really happy to see. My only concern with any of this is Willow is very over. And I know Jamie Hayter is a heel right now, but Boy, I feel like they should have pulled the trigger on on that turn because people are cheering for Jamie Hayter. Why wouldn't you? She's amazing. What a, We got two powerful babes in this match tearing down the house. I loved this segment. I'm just a little bit concerned of like, they didn't pull the trigger on that turn with Jamie and Britt. And I feel like that's been burning for a while already anyway. Um, and people are cheering for Jamie. Now, I'm not someone that feels like if two people are aligned, they have to work the same way. But I do feel like in this case, because it's been sitting right there for a while, they should they should probably move on it. What do you think of the story progression in general? And what did you think of this match? Uh, Willow has has something. I don't know what it is. Uh, infectious I've smile. Magnetic. That's she, the word I used to describe yeah, her always. She she's very has, magnetic. Yeah. She has chemistry with everyone in the ring. Um, whatever it is that's happening, how she communicates the the match, whether it's it's like poetry, you're not seeing anything overlap over each other. You're not seeing clunkiness in the match. You're kind of seeing, and you don't see them waiting either because you see that a lot in AEW in the past where the girls would be fighting each other and 
they would just wait for the next move to happen. Yeah. Um, extremely over. Both of them are extremely over. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you know, there was no clear line there on who you should go for because the crowd seemed like they liked both. And Jamie Hader, man, what, what more? Can you, by the way, they beat the ship out of each other. <laughs> I didn't say the T they word. Really I said did. ship. Okay. The lariat <laughs> was hard. When she picked her up in the corner and slammed her, that was hard. Like, there was a lot of hard hitting in that match. And Willow looks like she can take it and dish it. So, um, yeah, I'm a big so. Jamie Hader stan. Always have been. She's looking phenomenal in the yeah. ring as of late. She oh, can shed. In general, my goodness. What she could shed big... the skin <laughs> of Dr. Britt Baker and Re Reba? Rebel? Whatever. Reba, Rebel, Rebel. Rebel, Rebel yeah. yeah. Anytime <laughs> that she can, and she'll stand on her own. And I'm hoping it happens soon because she needs to shine on her own, you know? I agree. And I think they were setting up for that. But then obviously we saw Soraya debut. So I think that might have been getting too much going. But I think I think this is this is good. I kind of said this online, too, of like that segment on Wednesday got mixed reactions. But the women getting a half hour of time, I think, was great. And my God, the Serena and Tony match, I thought, was so good, especially that middle row pile driver to end yeah. it. Holy cow. But, uh, you know, I, I think I've been very, very critical because I want what's best for these women. And so I feel like I can't also then complain when they're telling me change is coming, right? I'm going to show some patience around that. That's just for me. But to see the women get a half hour on Wednesday and then to see a really solid match with two TV caliber women tearing it down here, like in a really good match. It, it makes me really happy because guys have been complaining about it for like ever. So to see some sort of payoff here, I think is really, really great. You know what? Oh yeah, go ahead. I just want to read this chat from Dennis yeah. here saying that Jamie sells like Sasha Banks and throws people like Beth Phoenix. I love that. Willow has boundless energy. More of this. Yes. She calls herself the babe with the power, which I love, but I also, She's not someone that is like, I'm strong, so I stop, stand, and deliver a move. Like, her her fluidity in the ring is just incredible. And she's very powerful. But, like, it's not like I deliver a power move and then I stop. Like, she moves very quickly in the ring still, I think. So, very good signs. Very good signs of things. And I'm glad to see that other people are, are enthused by this. Um, Tom LaValle saying that loved Willow versus Hater, great match and well put together. The women's division may be a mess, but we got two great matches this week. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. That um, that Serena Tony Storm match was so great. Like Serena is so creative offensively. Like some of the submission stuff she was pulling out, I was like, what even is this? Like this is crazy. And then the match going from like Tony Storm planning a regular, a regular pile driver on her, her getting out of it. And then, you know, that's her storm zero or whatever to then do the avalanche pile driver was just nuts. Like I loved that. So healthy signs, healthy signs along the way. Koi Stallings chiming in here saying that stat went healthy versus hater down the road. My goodness. Yeah. Like I think what's kind of cool. It's such a bummer. Cause I think a lot of people miss Chris. I certainly do, but I think she's going to have, even more pieces to to play with when she comes back because I think Willow, Jamie, Tony Storm, like there's gonna it's developing as she's absent. So when she and my God, let's talk about what Athena's been doing in the ring since she's been back. She's looked as great as ever. So um 
I think when she comes back, we're going to be in like a really good spot in the division. So she'll be re-entering at a really special point. Same with Layla Hirsch. Like she was doing great work before she got injured. So this is just very encouraging. I I love to see it. And I, I'll say like, I think that Willow has one of the best fisherman suplexes, man or woman in the game. Absolutely love to see it. So we move along to a weird little like wardrobe video package talking about Wardlow and Samoa Joe tag teaming. And I don't like this. I don't understand why Uh, we have the TNC champion and a tag team. I don't like it when WWE does it. I didn't like it when the women's division was doing it. He's a singles title holder. What is he doing in the tag picture at all? Build out a real feud for Wardlow. This title reign has felt kind of like a mess and it's not Wardlow's fault. It's just been like, kind of a bunch of squashes that didn't lead anywhere. And I don't think he's been able to sink his teeth into anything. And I'm thinking like, I know he's got another match with Ricky to clear, but like Wardlow versus Hobbs. Are you kidding me? Let's go. Like Ethan page. There's so many people right now that someone of Wardlow's size as a face can be fighting on the heel side. Like, I don't really know what we're doing now. That being said, I'm sure I'm going to watch Samoa Joe and Wardlow in a tag team and be like, this heckin' rules, but <laughs> I want more for a singles title holder. What do you think of this um, kind of pairing, and what do you think of it specifically while he's a singles title holder? You know, I, I, I shut it down so much on WWE, right? I talked, talked it, talked it, talked it. I was like, why are they putting people with belts together? Why are they putting it? And they're doing it here. So guess what, ladies and gentlemen? I'm going to tell you the same thing here. This is horrible. Like, give me Samoa Joe versus, I don't know, whomever for that Ring of Honor belt. Every week, just have someone. Like, make it like the TNT Open Challenge. Make that belt into the television title, correct? The Ring of Honor television title? Yes, yeah. Yes. So, you know. titles with Jericho. Yeah, Open, open that up. Open that up. Why not have people just have meaningful, amazing matches with Joe? Build it up. Build it up. Build it up until you find someone that he's going to butt heads with and you put them together at full gear. You know what I'm saying? Same, yes. thing with, same thing with Wardlow. Like, why can't we have him, like, go through people and then finally Hobbs shows up and says, you ain't going through me, bro. This is going down. And they kill each other. Like, well, not literally. Sorry. If, I, anyone's <laughs> like, if, anyone, if YouTube's like, and we're demonetized. Yeah, Thanks. No. no, I mean, I mean, like, you know, just be two beefy young looking men beating the <laughs> crap out of each other. Like uh, Biggie would say. Uh, Big meaty men slapping meat. We oh love my that. God, love yes. That. <laughs> and, and then you don't have to have Wardlow lose it so that he can continue building steam because... Powerhouse Hobbs can gain so much by losing. People will get behind that oh, yeah. somehow. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you continue, you know, you continue that trend. I don't know, man. There's just so much that they can do. And I'm hoping that they that they uh, separate those two and don't keep them together because it makes no sense. And a waste of time. Yeah, and a waste of tag team wrestling, honestly. Like, yeah. I hate it when tag wrestling is used as a device for that stuff. But I also hate it. When we don't get a lot of super chats and humper chats, and then Sean yells at me, and <laughs> I, I get grounded. No, none of that's true. But we do want to remind you, if you would like your statement or question read right on air, get in those super chats, get in those humper chats at humperchats.com. And 
leave a thumbs up on this video if you would be so kind. We appreciate it. It helps people find us on YouTube and then leave comments about all sorts of fun stuff. And then we go and delete the mean ones. But that's how it runs. That's how we run it around. Yeah, throw here. those humper chats, throw those uh, super chats. You know, it helps us, helps the team. And Absolutely. I don't have to continue trying to send in letters to OnlyFans as to why they continue to deny me when I want an account on there. You know what I'm saying? I get it. I get it. <laughs> but we do have one that just came in. And now Luis is going to tell me to revoke asking you to get your super chats and humper chats in because he said, Joe drops the belt to Sammy. Jericho Appreciation Society owns ROH. You can't listen. I want your money. I'm not going to lie. I'm out here. I'm soliciting. I'm, I'm a fightful shill. All right. I'm out here hustling for your dollars. But if you're just, if you're going to send in this, if you're going to, if you're going to say things like this, Joe drops the belt to Sammy. My God. Pimp daddy I'm, Kate. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't need that. I don't need that in my life. That's rude. But we have one that's completely unrelated from Ricardo. Just a palate cleanser. Thank you, Ricardo, saying Power Rangers 30th this year. Wow. That's because Ricardo old. knows I work in that industry. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not only wrestling. I also do other stuff outside <laughs> of FIFO. And one of it is that I work with the Power Rangers. So, you know, that's what the mighty morphin ones. Every single one of them. Yes. Luis <laughs> clarifying. You can pay us money for your bad takes. He's a carny, he said. Send in your super chats and your humper chats at humperchats.com. I love it. She's a private dancer dancing for humper chats. Look, you don't want to. There's nothing sexy about me dancing. It's a lot I've of seen her. a lot of white girl moves. So we move along to Hook. And then, of course, Matthew Plus is in here being a brat, saying that we're not getting super chats, but giving us his money. Saying there's no way that Hook goes from Action Bronson to the Trustbusters. That's like going from Denise Salcedo to Katie. BSK getting set up to be squashed like Katie's Super Chat revenue without OG Alex co-hosting. Listen, the thing is you send him money to say that. And the other thing is, I agree. I think Denise is better at this than I am. So I'm not insulted. So nice try, pal. But uh, yeah, I don't need to see Hook versus the Trustbusters. I actually agree with Matthew Plus. Oh, on we that need fun. we need more Trustbusters. What is it, Trustbusters? We need more Trustbusters on television. Don't even everyone. know their name, Alex. <laughs> send in your money, Trustbusters. If you guys want your voices to be heard, send in super chats with hashtag Trustbusters. Please do the first part of it. Matthew Plus also saying this show is flying by without any super chats. You'd probably make more money if Alexis led the program. It's possible, but you know, it's not wow. just about pulling up super chats and humper chats. It's about clavicles. making there you go. It's about showing them clavicles. It's about them clavs. It's also about letting you guys know about NordVPN, the best VPN in the business. Look, if you're traveling, if you're at home and you just don't want anybody be to be able to sneak in on your shit, you gotta use a VPN. And why not use NordVPN? They made a huge investment in Fightful. You get a hell of a deal on multiple tiers now. And darn it, Sean Recep's here to tell you all about it. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Block online trackers, annoying pop-up ads. 
unlock geoblock content maybe you miss the wwe network maybe you want that aew plus maybe you want to subscribe to overseas services so you can get ufc pay-per-views at a reduced rate well nordvpn.com slash fightful allows you to do that and you can do it with four months for free with that link not only that you get your 30-day money-back guarantee as well just in case you don't like it for any reason it works on all of your devices so you can do this stuff wherever you are. Maybe you're on that unsecured Wi-Fi at the airport, the hotel. You know, it can be dangerous. Your info is at risk. But you can still gain access to all that stuff. Check out all of your favorite shows or maybe shows you haven't discovered before with NordVPN.com Fightful. Now with multiple tiers so you can get whatever services that you want. NordVPN.com Fightful. So... Don't be a nerd. Be a nord. All right. Ooh. See, you don't get that with Alexis leading the show. No offense to you, no. but that's no, just like I mean, I don't even know what's happening. I don't even get a <laughs> I don't I don't even I get a rundown. I don't get a script, guys. I get told to speak when spoken to. <laughs> Usually what happens is I'm like, hey Alex, you want you're on tonight? And he's like, Hell yeah, let's do it. So it's way yeah. more fun than hosting, I yeah. promise. And then she sends me like text <laughs> messages like saying, You can talk now. So Yeah. <laughs> That would be a very messy way to run the show. But you know what? I'll take it. Um, We also, with Hook being out here, before we even get to him setting up the Trust Busters, we see him and Ryan Demeth, who comes out and calls Ben Franklin a two-pump chump, which kind of cracked me up. He says that ECW stands for extremely crappy wrestling. And then Hook comes out and murders him. We see the stare down after. Um, from the trust busters who had a note for hook, which is kind of a weird way to go setting up a feud, but this was all in good fun. This is Ryan Nemes role. He's going to come out here and say silly shit and then get his ass kicked. I'll take it. Not the worst, but again, not really a place for any Kind of didn't thoughts. make any sense to me in my head. I, it just felt like a spot to throw someone in there and, and berate the crowd because that's what we do when we're in Philadelphia. I think that's fair. And I think that, uh, I think you can't have a show and not send out Hook to pop the crowd. Like, why not, right? <laughs> send the New York boy to pop the Philly crowd. Yeah, it's he's Hook, man. He's over everywhere. everywhere. We got Sir Brendo, a 20-month member of YouTube. Thank you so much for being... Let's see, 20 months? You get the damn soundboard, and I love it. Saying that, <laughs> I need a Denise and Kate WWE review podcast. Man, I don't think Denise has room to breathe, but the only full review I think we've done together um, was the Women's Impact pay-per-view. They did an all-women show, and it was the Knockouts Knockdown, uh, and it was it was a really, really great show, and she's so much fun to, to be on a stream with. What an incredible person and a talent and um you know it's it's so awesome because she has such a large following and it's so directly correlated with how hard she works like that woman she's been working yeah that's it that's it she's doing shows here she's doing shows at wrestling observer yeah she didn't buy her followers ring announcer yeah no not at all 
commentary ring announcing her work at instinct culture like she's she's doing such incredible stuff so support denise please on on monday nights and wherever she's at because she's just fantastic so jw pringle chiming in saying that this is to keep srs off your back i saw no wrestling tonight i went to a play oh what play was it i was missing share share shots in 50 50 fucking jw pringle you're just the most delightful we appreciate you so much but we'll move along to this Mox and Hangman promo. Hangman is shook by the fact that his title match is in Ohio. I really liked this because it was like confident, confident, confident. And then like, oh shit, I'm at the other guy's home field advantage. And then it kind of just cut off. And I loved that it was like someone off camera just reminding him where this match was and him being like, because essentially... Oh, he just beat CM Punk there. Like, they're not going to mention Punk's name, but, like, he squashed CM Punk there, right? So I thought this was a super effective, very simple storytelling device. What did you think of this? Yeah, I, I love that. I, I, I like the little quirks when they do stuff like this. You throw in a little bit of realism, you know, like, hey, by the way, it's here. And you're like, oh, shit, like, what? Yeah. Um, wait, hold up, you know? Uh, and also, you start thinking about wrestling psychology. You know, a bunch of men just fighting all over the United States every week, blah, blah, blah. But there's a mystique about being the hometown boy, right? You're, yeah, you're, you're, hell you're, yeah. And, and, and we know this because in sports, it's called home field advantage. We know that our favorite sports teams, when they're at home, you get a rush. You got that feel. AEW claims to be more of that sports feeling like MMA, boxing, all that stuff. And they're doing they're still doing that, which is great. And they showed it to you in this in this uh, backstage segment where they were reminding Hangman about, hey, this is in his home turf. Boom. Yeah. Perfect. Those off screen things. I remember when they were setting up Punk and Eddie, they did a similar thing where it was like off screen, like there was the distraction that interrupted uh, his interview with Shivani. And I find those extremely effective. Like I really like those. I do want to remind you guys that we're also on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash Fightful Gaming. Our friends Pluggo over there and Sabbath Rules coming in to say hi. Um, a super easy way to support us, supporting us via chat over there, sending in your bits. But also go follow those guys. They're great. They've they've rated our streams before. They're so wonderful. So please give them your support as well. Give us those big old bitties. Show us your big old bitties. Uh, but we also find out that we're going to see Trent versus Pac at Battle of the Belts. I don't know yet what we're doing for that. We did a Battle of the Belts post show last time, but because this runs from 11 to midnight, I don't know if it's going to be like, I'll be here doing the AW Rampage and SmackDown review and someone else will be handling Battle of the Belts. But I did just want to let you know that we will have a clarifying programming note coming up. Very possible. We just don't do a Battle of the Belts review. We've only ever done one in the past, I think. But that is coming up. Uh, that match should be great. I think Trent is kind of getting the recognition now since he's been back from injury that he probably should have gotten beforehand which is really great to see he looks in phenomenal shape he's such a great wrestler uh i'd say give it to him no yeah give it to him well no. isn't, isn't he a trios champion no who's the trios champion now yeah he is he's also a trios champion with with so he has a belt oh no, that's right oh you're saying Pac yeah 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 so why not just you're still a champion give it, no, give it to trent because, for like a well, week one 
championship programs should have belts. Two, they're never going to change anything on Battle of the Belts. And three, like, I think Pac's the perfect guy for this because, wait, like, this is supposed to be defended outside of AEW and around the world, right? And he yeah. doesn't really want to move here from London. Um, and I think, like, I, I think he's the right guy for it. He deserves gold. I wish this belt was being more prominently featured on television because I think while it's cool that it's around the world um, and almost like an ambassadorship belt and you, he's someone that can work with any ring style, like I still want to see it highlighted there. Okay. So. Yeah. Right. You win. <laughs> Keith Yara chiming in saying Kate insisting on saying that it's backslash when it's a forward slash. Well, always make me grumpy, but I guess it worked to get a super chat from me. Look, all right. Sometimes I book heat on myself to solicit chats. See, now I stole five of your dollars. <laughs> but um, we go to go to Fightful or I'm sorry, twitch.tv um, semicolon Fightful Gaming and see what happens. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> That's like a dark web website. Yeah, don't go there. I might have just don't go there. Send you to somewhere that you know prompts the kind of bots that we get sometimes. But um, Ricardo the Spot Monkey saying that Hangman saying "Oh shit" killed him. Yeah, that was really funny. That was like a very fun, authentic reaction where it was like comedically delivered, but also sincere. Like I, I really like when they set things up like that. That's just a storytelling device that I find really fun. But Alex, it's time for the main events. We there's get... been enough talk, Kate. <laughs> it looks like there's been enough talk here on the podcast. It is International Podcasting Day, by the way. So happy International Podcasting Day to you guys who tune in and make us doing this possible. We appreciate it. But Cheers, everyone. Cheers, indeed. Um, I liked the setup of this. John Silver calling Roosh Rush pops me because that's how I always read it. It's kind of like if you're referencing Yosemite, I always read it a Yosemite and then have to actively correct myself. The Roosh Rush situation. That's how it reads for me. You just said Yosemite? I don't, I've never said it like out loud, but I have you're, to auto correct it. it in oh, my yeah, head before yeah. I go Interesting. to say it. Yeah. Um, but John Silver calling him. Rush, I thought was fun. And then Andrade saying that they don't deserve the talent of 10 and reminding everyone about the Battle Royal, which is kind of what set this up, which I did like. And heck, I thought this match was a whole lot of fun. Alex, what did you think? Yeah, I, I too. Listen, Ru Rush, Roosh, what do we want to call him? He's Roosh. <laughs> John Silver called him Rush, so it's a little you confusing. confused me. I was like, wait, Yosemite? Roosh? <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I, I liked it. John Silver, man, he's so good in the ring. Uh, they need to drop this like funny. I know he's funny naturally, but he's another one I would like to just see, like maybe take seriously for like maybe one month or two. He's so I good in the ring. Just the blend of like how, um, how 2.0 is like, yeah, how they're silly, but sometimes they snap those serious promos and yeah. it's like, well, damn. Yeah, um, and uh, Roosh, Roosh is, uh, he's going to be a good talent, man. I'm glad hes he was brought in. He's all elite, as yes. they like to call it in the business. And uh, I think that under the guidance of someone like Andrade, uh, they'll be able to mold him into a good wrestler. But I don't, 
I also don't want Andrade to fall behind by giving all his time to helping his stable and, and Rouge. Maybe, maybe have those two beat the crap out of each other, Rouge and Andrade, you know? Yeah. El, el Toro Blanco. You I know, think, that'd be cool. Um, And also just like Rouge has had an incredibly established career elsewhere, right? So like Andrade, I think, having had mainstream TV experience, he's maybe the more like notable of the two, but I don't think he's like a, um, it's not like he outperforms him drastically or anything like that. But I, I do think for a mainstream television audience, it does kind of feel that way. We should probably also mention that uh, Silver uh, gets ended here with the bullhorns for this. Bruce yeah. is such, such a fun... I didn't even mention what the finish of the match was because <laughs> we do get gang wars after this, which is perfectly fine. If this leads to Andrade and Hangman, my goodness, what a great way to finally get Andrade like under underway here. But um, I, I, I think Roosh is a, a hell of a pickup for him. He was so great in Ring of Honor. I thought that match with Jericho was awesome. And what's fun to me, I like it when stables have like different ring styles of them. Like Andrade moves fast, but he's also like really hard hitting and powerful. Roosh hits hard, but he's also like a maniac at a million miles an hour. It's what I loved about House of Black. Like Brody is so different from Buddy, is pretty different from Malachi. Like I absolutely love that. Oh, I'm sorry. Roosh and, and Paige on Dynamite was already announced. That's fantastic. So um, hell yeah. Give me that. I can't wait to see it. But um, but yeah, I thought this was a, a really fun way to end the show. Um, OG Alex had mentioned that like last time we were talking about John Silver, his offense is so quick. Like He's it's snappy. very crisp. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very explosive. And yeah, with those, the kind of goofier side of people, sometimes you forget how great they are in the ring. But uh, yeah, I, I'm very... I, I, we have to see some people that we don't normally see all that much. I think that's probably a result of some people being unavailable because of the hurricane, some people being suspended, but like, it's nice to see John Silver in action. It's awesome to, to see these guys. So I love that. But that And you got a good size home. difference there as well, too. So yes. Yeah. yeah. You always want to see those fun. cool matches. It was. So that rounds out our AEW Rampage review. We will move along to SmackDown. Orion Ben saying that he's not physically around tonight, but wishing everyone in the SGS a safe and fun weekend. RIP Sensei Anoki. Yeah, that was that's a tough loss. But um, if you're unfamiliar with him or less familiar with him, it's it's worth going back and checking out his contributions to to the wrestling industry because. If you came in through the mainstream, you might not know who he is as much, but mostly we have a lot of wrestling nerds if you're hanging out with us at midnight on a Friday into Saturday. <laughs> so you probably know, but if you don't, definitely worth doing your research on for sure. So we will flip into SmackDown. We only have one ad tonight, which kind of hurts because I take great pride in my segues, but do check out NordVPN. We are ad-free in the second hour. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, ad-free. That means we're waiting for your amazing Humper Chats and Super Chats to be there coming in. There it is. Throw and me some questions. Bitties. And we'll give me, show me all your biddies, guys. <laughs> show us your biddies. That's all we ask, but. Shower we me with them. Shower. You heard it here. 
Shower Alex with yo bitties. Also, since we are kind of in between shows, I will remind you that in like five minutes, a little less, that Alex Pulaski is going to be on Fightful Select with Sour Graps. I will probably hop over there after and join him. But if you want a different flavor of a review, one that's a little less um, mechanical in a way, one that's a little more off the wall, a little wacky, a little more critical, a little more sour, uh, head over to Fightful Select and support Alex Pulaski. He's a little sick this week. So cheer him on. Give him the momentum he needs to get through things. But we are going to dive into SmackDown. We started off with Solo Sokoa and Sami Zayn, the honorary Oos defeating Ricochet and Madcap Moss here. Man, this was a lot of fun to start the show. I can't believe how interesting the bloodline has become now. Um, I was so bored with it for a really long time. But in this match, we see uh, Ricochet bumping his ass off for Solo Sokoa. I thought they had such great chemistry in the ring. I think he was the perfect guy to put in there with like a, a younger guy that comes up with Solo's ring style. Like Ricochet is the guy that's got it. Like it's it's such a, a healthy combination. It's such a sensical and, and smart use of talent here. But ultimately cutting to the end, we see Solo hitting um, the spinning Solo, which is, I don't want to say just a Yurinagi because it's a hell of a Yurinagi, but it's a Yurinagi. Um, <laughs> hitting it on Madcap Moss to get the win here. Uh, this is a whole heck of a lot of fun. And I'm going to also recap the shenanigans that happen a little bit later on here so we can talk about all this Bloodline stuff at once because it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, we see more tension with Sammy and Jay Uso. Jay saying... Um, you know, he wanted to come out and, and tell Solo what a fantastic job he did. But then when it's just him and Sammy alone, he says to Sammy, don't even think about jeopardizing the bloodline. And Sammy kind of says, Hey, take it up with, uh, take it up with Roman. He said, there's an honorary Ooster. Like he's a happy guy right now. Sammy Zane is feasting out on this. And I got to say, like, because it doesn't feel like Roman's title is in any jeopardy. The only way to make this interesting is to have dissension within the bloodline and to get a new young talent over in the process, I think is a really, really smart move. Like, I I feel like part of why it got so stale is, well, he was just only facing Brock Lesnar all the time. And on top of that, like, um, it, the foregone conclusion part of it makes it really boring. So when you have a group of guys, you got to create some intrigue within itself to to carry that along and i think they've done a really great job of that in a very short amount of time we see kevin and sammy have an interaction later which we'll get to then i don't i don't want to spoil that too soon but what did you think of the match and what are you thinking of this what i feel like feels like an incredibly refreshed and renewed bloodline story yeah i was i was i i loved it i do also feel like when they were having that interaction, Jay and, and uh, Sammy. I was like, what if Sammy's trying to break them apart? Like, what? what is the... Like, they just threw that wrench in there, and they made me think, what if he is there to try to wreck the bloodline and break them down from within? Because that is the what if now. I, I mean, that's the way I took it as they were talking to each other. You yeah. know, it just kind of gave a little bit of that. Uh, but yeah, I love That's what, what they're Sean doing. That's what Sean has been rooting for. Sean has yeah. said, like, 
that he think it thinks it would be really cool if it was Sammy who was playing them all along. Because, like, what a twist. Like, he's nobody's fool. He's a smart guy, but he's been playing one for months is, like, a really, really, really fun idea. Uh, yeah. So I agree with you. I think that's what they were trying to, to insinuate here. And um, Sean's on the same page as you. I've, I've heard him saying the same thing. But I, I really like that idea. I'm down for it, man. I, I feel like, you know... They've been running amok on SmackDown, and somebody needed to break the the bloodline down, you know, that tower down. And why not him? Why not him? Why not put him in front and center? Because he's been doing an incredible job. Like he's he is SmackDown. When you tell me when you talk to me about SmackDown, I think of Sami Zayn and what he's doing with the bloodline. Everything yeah. else on the show is just extra right about now. So you know, and you mentioned you mentioned like putting uh, Solo with someone like Sami, right? Lot he can learn so much from Sammy. There's yeah. so much to learn there. And solo for a young kid, he's probably been wrestling for a long time. You know, the Samoan family, they've been wrestling probably since he was six. So he's probably had close to like maybe 14, 15 years of good ass beatings, you know, from everyone in the family and, and, you know, getting that teachings from his family and his dad in the ring, you know? Yeah. So, even though he has been there for a while, just getting that rub off of someone who's been on because being on television is a different beast. Yeah, you know, yes, and, it is, and and also national being... television, not yeah. just not like Ring of Honor or Impact or well, or even NXT because it's the same crowd every week. You know what I mean? Right. This is yeah. like traveling to a way bigger crowd, completely 100%. different ball game, so. different different angles in every way that you have to cover when you're on yeah. a national uh, spotlight like that. And, you know, so and, and same thing goes with uh, Ricochet and Mad Cat Moss. It's great to see Ricochet yeah. on television. And Moss is getting a little bit of that rub from from Ricochet, who's been around the world once or twice, you know, so. Yeah. Or seven times. That guy's <laughs> yeah. all over. But SAS 1000 saying uh, Sammy to dethrone Roman. I don't think they have the balls to do it. I love no, it. No, no. Um, but it is it's fun to have possibilities like that and dark horses like that i think sammy's earned it like i think he's been working as, i mean he made that it it was not for me at all but he made that jackass shit work at yeah. wrestlemania oh he's you remember that this, yeah yeah I, I i'm never gonna be on board with something like that but he made it work he made the build up to it really fun yeah um He's knocked all this bloodline stuff out of the park. Like, it's great to see. I think we'll get Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn tag championships out so of this. And I'm I'm great with that. I'm great with that. That's fine. Can he oh. help his old friend Logan Paul dethrone Roman Reigns? Moving on. To... <laughs> Moving along. Not even acknowledging Logan Paul. I don't want to wake up Pulowski from his own stream here. But uh, we get... A segment, you know, just a video package with Carrying Cross and Scarlet, of course. Uh, these are well produced. Mm. They're getting a little more on track every week, but essentially Cross says that he will send Drew to the hospital to make sure that he stays down and at extreme rules, he is going to take Drew to the point of no return. Perfectly fine. Nothing, nothing great, nothing terrible. My You're concern, trying to advance the story. Yeah, but my concern is if and when Bray comes back, like, this shit ain't gonna work. I don't know what the hell is happening with that. Like, like, let's assume this QR code thing leads to Bray Wyatt, because it 
looks like it's heavily leaning in that direction. You saw the revel and the art thing earlier. Yeah. Um, but like between Judgment Day, between um, you know, what Joe Gacy has going on, between Carrying Cross and Bray Wyatt, like we're getting a little overkill on spooky. Can I give so you my honest my opinion? Concern. Like for yes, real. Yes, of course you can. I, I'm I'm um I I'm probably gonna get killed for this but i'm so bored with this qr code crap like cool like it's <laughs> leading places and blah 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 if that's who you want let, bring him out bring him out because people's people have been wanting him for, him for since he yeah since he's been let go right just bring him in do vignettes like just drop it just just like it's 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 gotten to the point for me where it's like okay cool yeah another white rabbit reference like that's just personally it's only been for going me. on for like a week and a half though. I, I, I'm bored with it. I am so you can bored be bored with it. With it. That's you know? fair, but I'll I'll say this much. I'm kind of in the same boat as you, where like my preference is that surprises blindside you. Like what happened with Soraya, where nobody really like. I mean, Sean was like Soraya is was in talks this summer, and a lot of times when he's done that, people show up very quickly after. Um, but people were off, blown away, blown away when Soraya came out. That's my preference for surprises like this. But I do feel like uh, the good thing coming from this, even though it's not my preference, is like everybody is talking about it. And yeah, and you said this, like, where's he going to fit in? Like, and I, 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 I'm not saying it in a bad way, guys. I do feel like, you know, this happened to AEW. Don't bloat your roster like don't bring every single thing back because there's going to come a point where you're going to have people sitting around looking for storylines and moving parts and how much can a mystical character in triple h's wwe really gonna do i think a spooky character is fine if he's booked right and nowhere near a title I think like five spooky characters is not good. And That's I think the problem this right is, now. This is where yes. Karrion Cross is going to get hurt. Judgment Day, I feel like, is almost, I say it all the time. They're the goth kids from South Park. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody cares. Um, and they don't, I don't think it's going to, I don't think they're going to stick around with this. Cross gets hurt by this, I think, um, because he's always had one foot in one world. Like, if anybody does it right, it's Bray Wyatt. Yeah. So anybody else trying to do it is, it's going to be rough. And um, I, I know a certain person that <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's made rounds. But anyway, he's he made sure in his podcast that he said, I think I lost him. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm referencing to Bray, by the way. So Kate knows because Kate and I talk offline. <laughs> but he, he goes, I, I think I lost him. <laughs> well, there you go. A mini half scoop over here, oh, like goodness. a like a kid size scoop. But. Carl saying uh, the QR code thing was nice the first week or so, but now it's just dragging on. See? It's the second week of it. It's it's like this it, is the in, third time. How are you guys tired of it? We're in a world. We're, we live in a different world. Wrestling has to evolve with the world that we're in. We're psychopaths that need our stuff right now. If I order a pumpkin frappuccino right now, I know that two minutes down the street, I can go pick it up. You know what I'm saying? So I, if we're going to bring back You can't back Bray, win with you guys. I'm, you I'm can't sorry. win. You want carefully crafted long-term storytelling. You want suspense, but you want it right now. What do no, you no, no. marks want? Kate, Kate, it's the storytelling is what we want, right? 
the storytelling is the fo- can I say that foreplay here? Right, but you know, like yes, you can say foreplay. Okay, cool. Just just wanted to say that. You want to make sure to check with the boss, <laughs> which is you. You know, so the storytelling is the foreplay. But you know, in order to get to that, you need to meet the two people, right? Well, give me Bray right now, so the foreplay could begin. This is a fair point. Maybe the QR code feels stale because we already know who the answer is. Correct. That's a, that's a very fair point. That's, I, fair that's point. exact. There you go. Thank you. So I like that. I'm leaving now. <laughs> um, cross. Uh, I'm sorry. Roy Zang wanted to chime in about the cross segment via super chat. You can send in your super chats and Humber chat saying the point of no return is just the Canadian border. That's a very funny vaccination super chat. Uh, (laughs) But we'll move along to um, this, for some reason, Austin Theory and Drew match. This feels like something that might have gotten thrown a little bit together because of the hurricane. But you know what? It's fine. Um, We have... Uh, Kayla Braxton talking backstage to Austin Theory, saying that his cash-in attempts were dashed by by Brock and then at Clash of the Castle. Um, but nobody was more embarrassed at Clash of the Castle than Drew McIntyre. And then Drew McIntyre shows up in one of my favorite promos of all time, but just as like you and me, we're going to go fight right now. <laughs> I, Beautiful. See the, you talk I, shit, I, I you want get your that. ass kicked. Let's go. I, I, I like want it. that, Kate. That's the Drew McIntyre I like. Yeah, you know how much I've been criti- critical I am of him. Like, don't talk. Yeah. And we've you been know? slowly getting back here. Be right? the predator right. that I see every time I look at you. Like, <laughs> just tell him you want to kill him. That's it. I That's my favorite version. I mean, I'm an Eddie Kingston stand. That guy is basically, all of his promos are like, Listen, I'm going to murder you. You and, and I, we're going to fight right now. Yeah. <laughs> my man, we're going to fight. Um, I'm going to taste Drew your blood. Comes- I'm going to taste your blood. I'll taste your blood, Chris. Uh, but Drew comes to the ring, sword in hand, which I wasn't thrilled about, but with the leather strap, I'll allow the sword because we're heading into extreme rules, and swords are extreme. But Theory comes out with Alpha Academy. In and a what, weapon for murder. A, a weapon for murder, arguably extreme. Um, but in a match that was really more setting up an angle, we get... Um, Basically, a, a quick match. There was a really nice deadlift release suplex from Drew in here, which always looks great. But he goes to finish and set up the Claymore, and then Gable gets involved, and then Otis gets involved, causing a DQ, and Gargano comes out. So another huge pop. And then Kevin Owens comes out to the ring, and kind of everybody else at each other. I don't like DQs. I love happy live crowds after we've heard soundtracks for like 18 months. The pops that Kevin Owens gets in Canada are so special. This didn't make a ton of sense. It wasn't great. Um, but there was part of me that still liked it anyway, because I like hearing wrestlers I really like get cheered. I like hearing any wrestler get cheered, but especially the Garganos and Kevin Owenses of the yes. world. What did you think of this kind of patchwork angle? I agree with you 100%. And by the way, that crowd was was pretty good. It, the crowd was, you can tell the way I was listening to it because I have that type of ear, ladies and gentlemen, producer <laughs> producer ears. Um, you can tell that they didn't have to pump up the crowd noise, uh, the yeah. electronic crowd noise at all. 
yeah. you can tell a a organic crowd versus a electronic crowd very easily so very good crowd i and i agree with you on this thing like i don't know what they're trying to do there again i think it's the whole thing with the um with the hurricane they just kind of threw a couple things together but it, it worked yeah they threw a couple things together there was some talent that's not available to go to canada right, yeah. um and like medically because vaccinations aren't some talent didn't pursue them and then on the other hand we have everything going on with the hurricane. Let's not right. be silly about how many um, wrestling talent for both companies are based in Florida. If you, if you worked at 100%. NXT, it's very possible you moved to Florida at some point. Yeah. So makes a ton of sense, but this was fine. Um, I, I like hearing, <laughs> hearing happy crowds. We've got normally the bad one, Jambeard. This week, Kate's Chicken Tenders, Jambeard. Saying Kate marrying Sammy makes her an honorary Canadian. So now she is entitled to free health care, poutine, and women's rights. Well, thank you. I will take all three of those things. Share that poutine. Um, I did propose to Sammy Zayn on Twitter. I haven't oh. heard back yet, but uh, I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful because I just love him. Can you invite <laughs> me to that wedding? I would love to. I there. will. Thank invite you. you to hopefully it'll be a wrestling wedding. I'm I jabbed, can... so I'm allowed in Canada. <laughs> there you go. I'm same Z's, same Z's. But we move along to I'm gonna do all these Max Dupree and Maximum Male Model segments at once. Here's the problem with this angle. I am entertained. I don't know how the hell this is related to or gets to a pro wrestling ring. Uh but it's real funny. So Max Dupree uh and the Maximum Male Models with Maxine Dupree as well are backstage. And she, Maxine basically says that they're they're going for the, the record. They're going for the championship. And he's like, you're going for the tag belts? And she's like, no, we're going to go for the record of holding the longest pose in Canada. Which leads to a series of backstage shots where uh, they are just posing. They are striking a pose. We see Kevin Owens walk by them one point and he's like, you have to hold your hand higher for the pros to be right uh but by the third time that they get to this they're about to break the record and la knight kind of blindsides them and says this shit ain't for me and i think this is good i think this means we are getting uh la knight back Los yeah, Angeles. and knight. he drops the whole yeah at the end he did he did the like yeah yeah for your yeah, yeah. dummies yeah yeah <laughs> which is something i very much like i liked him as eli drake and in, uh, in i almost said in oh Smackdown. god yes and impact i liked him as la knight in nxt when they were letting him do what he's capable of i think it could be a very good thing and i want to see him back at a wrestling ring he's a good wrestler i said on twitter that i think he's like the perfect linchpin of sports entertainment and pro wrestling like he knows how to merge that to make it work and i stand by what i said on twitter an hour and a half ago, damn it. Um, <laughs> so we move along to uh, what do we move along to? Los uh, Hero and Los Lotharios. Yeah, I'll let the Spanish speaker say that. That sounds better when you say it, but uh, this was kind of a glorified squash of Los oh, Lotharios. Um, I would like to see. Los Lotharios join Legato if this is the best they've got for them. I think they're both incredibly talented and that they could be used better. Ultimately, this match ends with 
a heavy hitter on Humberto Carrillo. Uh, and, and that's kind of the end here, but a perfectly fun thing that again was just kind of popping the live crowd. This, this is fine. I just want more for Los Lotarios. It's Hispanic Heritage Month in the United States, so why not throw our two Latinos <laughs> on television and remind everyone that it is Hispanic Heritage Month. Um, this was my corny moment of the week, and it wasn't MMM. I actually found that very interesting because it led to the LA night coming back. So that's why I liked it, and it didn't become the corny moment of the week. The reason why this is the corny moment of the week is because Michael Cole and uh, Corey Graves could not stop saying top dollar. And I felt like it was a rib and someone backstage was trying to figure out who would say it the most. Rewatch the match and they would not stop saying it. At one point, they said it like cracking up. Top That's dollar, so top weird. dollar, top dollar. The entire I match. I didn't notice listen, that. Listen to it. They must have said it 76 times. Okay. That's crazy. I made a reference to it on Twitter. I was like, what is happening? This has to be a rib. Like somebody must be messing with each other that's so weird yeah go back and watch peeps well it's only like a minute and a half so see look he said it michael cole did get a bit of see it, it got bad and then like they just kept on going back and forth like michael cole was laughing that's so weird corny moment i just don't do that man like come on like that's a, that's just, a deserved took, corny moment it took me away from the match i don't really don't like hit row because they're boring to me so come on yeah it's i don't think it's like lost or dead in the water by any means i think they're doing fine but it, that act i think was made so much stronger by swerve and 100 percent, um, yes and and i don't i certainly don't think they're floundering or going to not be successful um but i think I, they're gonna be a, a middle run-of-the-mill team uh, yeah, and, be, and that's they'll, they'll, they'll get like, they'll get thrown into some matches but i think at the end of the day that act i don't think it's hitting with the crowd the crowd is not I mean, they're not, uh, unfortunately. It's kind of tough because <sighs> I feel like they're over with their entrance and then it kind of like peters yeah, out a yeah, little bit. But yeah. if you're talking like that on commentary, you know what you are? You're a <laughs> dummy. Yeah. <laughs> Luis, you're in charge of the super chats. You're allowed to cheat and just list your own. You don't have to spend money on it, He's but I respect paid. it. He's putting his paycheck back into the show. I know. What a fella. Um, Kate's Chicken Tenders Jam Beard says, so now I want Kate to do the Sammy dance once Fightful reaches 100,000. It's adorable you think it would take that much for me to do the Sammy dance, and I'm not doing it like in my apartment on a regular basis. But <laughs> we move along to Ronda Rousey and Natalia, followed up by a little bit of a live and Ronda Rousey brawl. Um. This I actually thought was a pretty good use of the boat. I liked that she came out with her Bret Hart sunglasses on. Nice to get her in front of a Canadian crowd, of course. And even though, of course, she was going to lose this. But, like, it didn't feel like that. I'm trying to generate heat, so I'm making someone lose in their hometown thing. It's like, well, in this case, it makes sense. Booking-wise, that Ronda Rousey won here, but... This ends by Ronda Rousey countering a scoop slam into an ankle lock. 
dropping to grapevine the leg and forcing the tap, which was a nice little ending here. Uh, my only complaint is I've seen this match a lot, but we're in Canada, throw Natalia out there. You're running on a, a short staff. This is perfectly fine, but Liv comes out and there's a little bit of a brawl at the end. I actually kind of liked the brawl for what it's doing. Like, I feel like Liv from Clash at the Castle, that match with Shayna Baszler to now, has been on a real momentum upswing. Not that she was so damaged before, but like because of that weird, I tapped out to Ronda thing, but still retained my championship. Like, it, it was waffling a little bit. And I think now she's on an upswing. Very nervous that Charlotte Flair is going to come back and, and ruin it while she's found her stride here. But from what I saw tonight, this was perfectly fine. A little predictable, but that's okay. Um, predictable when it's good is perfectly fine, right? So uh, this this match was all right. You knew what you were going to get out of these two. What did you think of this? Yeah, same thing. You know, um, you had to throw out the hometown girl out there. You, you have like you can't be in freaking Canada and not bring out Natalia. That would be so she's ridiculous. A heart, baby, she's you a know. Heart. Um, yes, she was gonna get her booty beat. Uh, we've <laughs> seen this match a couple hundred times. Um, but it, it again, I think the problem is besides Shotzi, like everyone was in dire dire problems down there. You know, like a lot of the team. Yeah lives either in the orlando area or tampa area and we know what happened down there and even in up by jacksonville and whatnot everybody just got destroyed so um they did they they made with what they had and i think it was it was fine and yeah. it, and the good part is that you had your match but you added more sizzle to the whole live morgan storyline right so she's she's showing another side of her a toughness it kind of reminds me of um lexi uh, alexa bliss Right. Yeah. Uh, when she when extreme hardcore, remember that? And she took those kendo sticks and beat the living crap out of um, who was it? I forget. But yeah, she was like she went all extreme. <laughs> I, I want to say it was. Uh, oh, gosh. And I forget her name. I don't remember, but I because remember they fired her, her from the... WWE. Um, It wasn't Naya, was it? Yeah, it was Naya. Naya, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had that. Naya they broke up and she beat the crap out of her with, with in, right. at extreme rules. Right. So I think that's why you kind of you kind of see a little bit up there. So yeah, yeah. And I get there's some chat too, and I also understand the perspective of like it's a little yeah. elementary of her coming out with like a baseball bat because she's extreme. But like, I think Liv was kind of in a hole, and she's she's slowly getting out of it, which is good. I just hope that like you also don't. I, I could say the S word. You don't shit on <laughs> Ronda Rousey because she's a legit fighter. So, like, how much more can you, you know, how much more can Ronda lose to someone who she can literally, in a second, break in half in real yes. life? I will say, Ronda's delivery isn't great. But I really liked her saying, like, I'm the most lethal unarmed woman on the planet. Do you want to see what happens when you give me a weapon? I thought was, like, an actual good piece of right, creation. Yes, right. Oh, my God. I love this. Hold Not down, girl. Calgary isn't Winnipeg fake, Alex. That's so funny. Why are people killing me today? See, I told you I was gonna get killed today. Canada is one giant place. There's no, there's no dividing between that. Oh, Christopher says that Alexa beat Mickey James and Bailey with Kendall sticks. Okay, That's right. Go. Yeah. There okay. we go. Sorry, it was like that. ten like, years ago. Mickey, uh, like that was, last run yeah. that she was on. Yeah. Yep. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. 
So we move along to what I thought was a really fun segment with Imperium and Seamus. There were a few things that I really liked about this. One, it just warms my heart seeing all of Imperium back together. Two, uh, I want this rematch real freaking bad because the first match was really, really fun. Three, uh, I liked that Seamus came out there alone and acknowledged the fact that there was a hurricane. A lot of times WWE... And in the Vince era, wasn't like acknowledging current events, which was always really weird. And he said, The world never existed, Kate, outside of a wrestling ring. <laughs> no, it was all the WWE ecosystem, right? Their, <laughs> their galaxy. But I really appreciated hey, that they. That's AEW. Yeah, I'm sorry. The universe and WWE. Um, but I, I appreciated that. That they acknowledged the hurricane, I thought was nice. And it also was a very easy and real way to set up a numbers game, right? You knew where this was going. It's three of Imperium. You got one brawling brute in there. Uh, Seamus takes these power bombs right on the small of his back, man. <laughs> it looks so freaking painful. But we see uh, Gunther with the beatdown essentially here. And we see Seamus say, is that all you got? As he's like crawling back to his feet a little bit. And I loved that because that felt like a brawling brute to find thing. I really, really liked that. I thought that was such a nice piece of work. Um, I did also say if you had a brawling brute, you have like Seamus putting on banger after banger, right? And then you have Matt Riddle, the bro. You can make them the bang bros tag team. And <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that at all. So. <laughs> I was going to say something. Do you, Look, it's after midnight. Okay. This is what you get. So. Kate, I want you to take <laughs> your, your iPhone, put it up to the screen, go up to the Safari app and just put the word <laughs> P on the browser. Don't do anything else. <laughs> just put P. No, I'm good. On the I'm, browser. I'm okay, good. Just, just, uh, just saying. We're good. <laughs> but we move along very quickly to Bailey and Shotzi, and her tank is back, as reported on Fight Puzzle Act. Shotzi's tank has been with them for the last three stops, including this one. It wasn't used for the past two weeks. Um, but very nice to see her here in her tank. Very nice to see her as a face. The way that she wrestles, yeah. she's got to be a face. Like it, her chaotic and kind of like more reckless style. You got to be a baby face with that. She's an actual absolute wrecking ball. Um, and I also thought this was the best match we've seen out of her in a while. I think Bailey's a really, she's a good opponent for everyone. Like yeah. Bailey's just a good ring general, extremely versatile stylistically, but Ultimately, this ends how I think we thought we were. We saw Bianca get called out in a promo from Bailey beforehand as well, but um, got Shotzi in her tank and her crowing is back. Uh, and we see Bailey win ultimately with, with the rose plant here, which, as you would expect, is great. And then Bianca, because there just is no brand split, uh, Bianca comes down to, to make the save here. Uh, Bailey sets up the rose plant on Bianca. Bianca sets her up in the kiss of death, which Bailey narrowly escapes. Great storytelling. Great storytelling. Strongest match we've seen out of Shotzi in a while. 
I think she's more comfortable working face. I think she's very comfortable working with Bailey because how couldn't you be? This was encouraging to to see. What did you think of this match? Ever since Bailey made her way back into the ring, she's been nothing but fire. By the way, uh, she's Bailey been great. On the, no ring rust at the all. Mic. Uh, she's just honestly, she is the second best act on WWE television uh, next to Kevin Owens on the mic. Kevin Owens has been phenomenal on the mic. And Always. Bailey has been right behind with with the way that she's been cutting promos, like just the way that she's been in the ring, acknowledging the crowd, messing up someone's name, saying people to shut up. That's what she she knows she messed up. Like she is so comfortable out there. And this match with Shotzi was pretty damn good. You know, by the way, when I read the notes, I was like Shotzi in her tiny tank. Right. I was like, but I also I read it as Bailey defeat Shotzi in her tiny tank. I read it as one <laughs> sentence. So I'm like, like was Bailey had, wearing a small, small tank? tank, tank top? Top? Yeah. <laughs> so I went back. I'm like, oh, she, the tank. Where's my brain? No, I read it the same way. And then I was like, oh, duh, no, her straight up her, her tank that she drives in is. Um. But we come down the home stretch to this main event. Now, it's not one that made a ton of sense, but it did get set up earlier, and it was still a match that I thought was a lot of fun and that I kind of wanted to see, so I'll take it. This was, of course, our sixth man of um, Drew and Gargano and Kevin Owens versus Theory and Alpha Academy. Before this, we get a nice little setup with Kevin Owens uh, and Drew and Gargano kind of saying... Look, I know we're like all on different, coming from different places in this, but we all agree that Theory needs to get his ass kicked, right? <laughs> They're like, same page, reading from the same book. We see Kevin Owens walk by Maximum Male Models. We also saw a confused Shinsuke Nakamura by Ma Maximum Male Models earlier, which was very funny. But we get this great moment that I think is leading to really good stuff of Kevin Owens coming across Sami Zayn and saying, you need a new shirt. And Sammy just kind of has a smirk on his face in a like, good to see you old friend kind of way. But this also made me think maybe we are continuing the narrative of Sammy's been playing the fool and has been trying to break them up from the inside the whole time. Um, but then we lead to the match. I'll get all your thoughts on this at once. Uh, and I thought the match was a lot of fun. It was a little chaotic, but still pretty entertaining. Uh Owens had a wrist clutch fist fisherman's buster that ruled. It was so much fun to see him bust out a move like that. Gable had this in incredible don't move where he countered uh, with an ankle lock. That was just like a fantastic spot in here. Ultimately, Drew hits the Claymore for the win. It's a little bit chaotic, but it was a lot of fun. I love it when you can tell the live crowd is having fun. It makes a better experience for me as a viewer. And the pacing of the show... We say it week over week, but it makes such a big difference. It was so much better. This show used to be riddled with earlier tonight from something that happened 20 minutes earlier. We got hardly any of that, even in the second hour alluding to the first hour tonight. Like, longer matches, more sensical pacing has made it a lot of fun. So when there's something like this story getting snapped together but not making, like, a ton, a ton of sense or being extremely necessary, I don't really care because I didn't feel like it took me... I didn't feel like I climbed up a mountain to get here. I just felt like this was a fun wrestling match that we closed with from guys I want to see in the ring. I think this has been a really great run for Gable, just showing people what he's been capable of this whole time. I think we knew he was capable of this. 
Um, but he's really been able to show his ability this this past couple months. I, I really love to see it. So what did you think of this match? And what did you think of the little uh, seed that was planted before with Sammy and Kevin Owens? First of all, I wanted to jump on, on, on what you said before. No 20-minute recap of Monday Night Raw either. Like yes, I haven't yeah. I've, even on Raw, they're not referencing SmackDown. Like, you know, like this happened on SmackDown. They'll tell you like if something mixed that led to what's happening on Raw, but they're not going into those deep dives anymore. Yeah. Um, so yes, uh maybe as as fans and people who work uh not in the business but directly alongside it, like us here at Fightful, what you know, with what we do. We're starting to see those those little hints being dropped and and we're picking up on it, which is great, you know. So I really do hope that that is where they're going, because if if it is, I'm going to sit back and relax and just enjoy it, like be really happy about it. I can let it play out when it feels like we're starting to get payoffs. I don't want it to be a QR code miss. I want you to I want to be I want it to be played out, you know, so like (laughs) three episodes and people are already I love that you're like son of a well because I don't even love it but people are like I'm so sick of it I'm like it's been a week like calm down but uh also also there's no there's no zooming on cameras anymore which is somebody just said that on the chat as well that the the zooming is over ever since Triple H has taken over there's no more zooming it's gotten better yeah it's gotten better it's not the best but it's gotten a lot better and to your point about like referencing previous things that have happened, but not taking deep dives into them and wasting time, I think is, is something that's been really, really important. Um, so agreed with you. And yeah. I will say too, it's like those little changes are something that your loyal fan base is going to notice and appreciate and that your casual, if you believe in it, but less invested fan base isn't going to give a shit about. So just do it anyway, right? Like you're going to make one segment happy and then there's one segment that's not going to care one way or the other. So right. just do the logical thing. But what did you think of this match to close out? The I show? think, yeah, the match was pretty good. Uh, again, you you had to make do with, what uh, you know, nobody knows how many people actually went with them up to Canada. So um, just to have those guys in the ring and, you know, you know, these six man tag matches are always going to be crazy, right? They're going to be full of um, spots and increase. So it, I thought, and this is hard to, to believe that I'm saying this because it's been a long time since I've said this. It kind of felt like there was a lot of people in the ring that have already faced each other multiple times. I've seen all these faces in the ring already with each other. But not Gargano. Well, except Gargano. Well, Gargano yeah, yeah. just got here, right? Uh, right before the QR code. So when... <laughs> When he, when you see all these people together, regardless of whether they face each other or not, if it was okay, it was good because the show has changed, the pacing has changed, and there's so much happening with different storylines now too, within everything, yes. right? So I, I, I thought it was actually played out pretty well. I, I'm, I'm surprised because normally I would say like ah, I was okay. I've seen these, I've seen this combination before, or something. But yeah, I mean. I'm a believer now in WWE 2.0, Papi H. Well, and you have, um, it's easier to have forgiveness around certain things when the overall quality is improved oh, yes. and watchable. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's easier to have a little bit more breathing room. Papi so. H has given us breathing room. <laughs> well, that, I think, about closest us out tonight, except we have this wonderful question from Jorge. 
saying, do you think Sammy Usain goes as far back as conspiracy zero, zero, conspiracy Zane and infiltrated the bloodline to dismantle those that were against him like Heyman? Who? I mean, that is that is an incredible investment that I would love to see, but I don't know if they'll go that far back. I think it could just be as simple as, um, you know, like I, the grand prize in the company is the title and the bloodline had all of the titles. So <laughs> I was going to infiltrate them so I could get my hands on some gold. And I happened to get some hands on my gold with my best friend, uh, Kevin Owens. And they're happy with that. But I like where your head's at because this has been Sami Zayn, who Sami Zayn is for a while now, right? So what do you think? Do you think they'll go that deep about it? Uh, maybe. Um, I, they won't go they won't go that like storytelling deep because obviously they need, you know, it's TV time and, and many other faces that they're going to want to put on TV, especially if you're running QR codes in between segments. But yes. They're gonna, they're going. We got no smart mark on tonight, so you have to find something. I have to find something to freaking cling on to. Damn it! But, <laughs> but yes, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that they're gonna, they're gonna give us sprinkles of of what he just said. It'll be cool though. I mean, why not? We haven't had deep storytelling. We've had a man hold the belt now for almost three, four years <laughs> since you know. So. Why not just go all deep into into storytelling? I, I miss those days. I miss the deep story dives. Yeah, you know, we, we got used some to references have them. just even like it's so refreshing to hear people's NXT history yes. get brought up because for so long NXT wasn't even big enough. So great stuff. I felt like both shows tonight were pretty strong. Nothing um crazy to write home about. I thought the tag triple threat was a lot of fun. I really liked Willow and Jamie Hayter and um from a work rate perspective, I loved seeing Kevin Owens and, and Gable doing the stuff they were doing. That wrist clutch fisherman's buster was so cool. Mm. And Gable is so creative. Um, so I thought this was a, a fun night of wrestling. And I think it's going to be a fun weekend ahead. We've got Kate's Chicken Tenders Jam Beard saying when Sammy turns face again and wrestles the bloodlight on pay-per-view, him bringing back his face music will pop the crowd big time yeah i really want that i really want his face Taxi music cab. back as long as yeah i i think it's just so perfectly synonymous with him but who maybe there'll be some sort of tag mashup with him and, and kevin owens's theme because i'm hoping they get like a legit tag run but that'd be dope alex tell the people where they can find you and tell them what you've got going on nothing that starts with a p on my browser but you can find me <laughs> You can find me <laughs> on Twitter <laughs> underscore Alexis Cardoza. You can find me on Instagram at just Alexis Cardoza. And we're going to be doing some fun stuff here starting next month. on Fightful Overbooked. In case I missed it, I'm going to be having some fun on there. Different style show. And uh, wrestling with Freddie every single Wednesday. We love that. And you can find me. I'm bang, but you can find me at Miss Kate. <laughs> I'm oh, not there. Don't go is, searching. <laughs> you don't need an excuse to go on there, but I'm I'm very wholesome. My dad's in the chat all the time. Relax. Oh, uh, but sorry, you can't find me at Miss Kate Fame on Twitter. You can find me on Fightful Select shortly after this, joining Alex Kalowski whenever I can. And every Tuesday on the main for the Sour Graps NXT post show. 
which we are entering the black and white and gold era, it looks like Wednesdays at the Mark Order podcast talking all things all elite and all elite and October 9th back at Excite Wrestling for commentary that's twitch.tv backslash or forward slash X. Is it forward slash? I got yelled at in the in the chat for that, so I'm guessing so. But it's like the Mandela effect. I always <laughs> said backslash. That's a good question. That's a good question. But we hope you have a happy and healthy weekend. Enjoy as we swing into October. We're out.